Okay, Is coming in. Shirts are lasagna? In three, two, and one. You're either, you're either on the bus or you're off the bus. Welcome aboard, episode 28. We'll describe why later Definitely. is on the, the way of Riding the Bus, the official I Am a Wild podcast presented by Explore Minnesota, Ben Gislason, Joey Goldstein. Bowling, you can hear it you in the background. The in case you haven't guessed it, we are live at the lanes over at Spare Time. Well, I shouldn't say live. We're recording this, but as Joey and I are doing this, it, recording it's live. 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 No, but not airing live. Not airing live. Uh, great to have you with us here from Spare Time. Over in West Des Moines, our Pucks and Pins event is in full swing. Fans are here, players are here, we are here, Crash is here. We'd bring Crash on the podcast, but that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense because this is an audio-only podcast. Bad radio. Yeah, that would be bad radio. But uh, we mentioned episode 28. I alluded to our listeners. We'll tell you why it's episode 28 for the second straight month later. Later has come. Joey, why is this episode 28 just like Mason Shaw was episode 28? I mean, long story short, we can't count. Um, <laughs> that's just really what it comes down to, if we're being totally honest. Um, we had like a mini episode early in the year with Brett McLean. When he um, got hired. When he got hired. And I was yeah. conveniently, he was, he was I was re- conveniently out with COVID at the time. Recurring yep. guest. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second time we brought him on, it wasn't like a full episode. It was just a quick like 15-minute, uh, maybe 20-minute hitter. Uh, I got my Walter Cronkite on because Ben wasn't here, so I facilitated that, facilitated that interview. I'm lucky you had me back after you did so well. By Masterfully, yourself. I did, by the way. Uh, but yeah, we so that it, we didn't really count that as a full episode, but Apple counts it as an episode, or I guess Apple, Android, Spotify, wherever it goes, it counts as a full episode. So in our mind, we thought we were at 28. We weren't because we forgot about that fake, not fake, half. And we were just out of the cold tub, so our brains weren't quite working yeah. as well as maybe yeah. they normally would, yeah. which so isn't that good anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever. Either way, here we are, episode <laughs> 28, and we are so glad to be here. A wonderful event, and this is, if I'm not mistaken, year two of doing it here at Spare correct. Time, correct? Last year correct. was year one, yep. uh, and that was a smashing success. But yep. you can tell, second year of an event, the grease has been added to the axles it's running very smoothly it started smoothly it's rolling along smoothly as david Spotcheck rolls oh almost a strike there from david Spotcheck. almost um so joey we don't really have much structure to this show not that we have a ton of structure to all of our shows but today what we're really thinking is we'll probably grab a player or two at some point but we know we have a lot of people who love listening to the podcast that would like to join us on the podcast. They would. And, and a lot so of questions about it. We're expecting to, to get a few of our, our season ticket holders that are here, our Wild 365 members that are here. Spacek pick up that spare? Yes, he yes, did. Yes, he did. Very well done. So yes, it, it'll did. be a fun show. It, it's almost it's almost a slightly more structured version of the, the, fair, fair. Of the fair cast. Yeah, yeah. Because it's going to be easier. For, State Fair can be <laughs> tough because we're just like, hey, you're walking by the booth. You want to chat? <laughs> Whereas here... Nobody's really going anywhere. We can just kind of cherry pick, which is nice. We know the people that will be able to yeah. to grab. Yeah. And, you're, and to your For point, the most part, yeah, that's a good point. They're not they're not just walking by, and we have a split second to try to catch their attention. Right. 
and hopefully not scare them too much when yeah. we reach out to them. They're like, why is this? Why are these yeah. two men approaching me so quickly yeah. and yeah. with microphones in their the hands? Is that the couch chip guy? <laughs> is that the couch chip guy? Uh, so you, you, we were talking about this before we started the show. You have had a recent couch yeah. chip champion yeah. mention from a fan at a game. Yeah. And your dad got to witness it, right? And it was, this was recently. This wasn't, you know, yeah. the fair was eons ago, it feels yeah. like, last it was summer. Kind of. So it was uh, one of the games early January, either the 5th or the 6th. And uh, I was, where was I going? I was walking somewhere in the concourse uh, with my dad and my grandfather who were here. And I actually, they missed it. Uh, but it was like in passing. And a guy goes, hey, cow chip guy, <laughs> cow chip champ. And I was like, hey, how's it going? And I, walked, I turned around to my dad. I go, did you hear that? And he goes, what? I go, I just got recognized for being the couch chip champ. And uh, he was very proud of me in that moment. Uh, my parents were very proud of me in that moment. I got my ribbon hanging on my fridge like it's an art project from fifth grade, third grade, whatever. When is it too old to hang projects on the fridge when you're a kid? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, so that was first time in a while. I think I, I don't know if I texted you or I thought I did. I guess I didn't because you didn't know until today. I thought I had told you. But you might have, and I might have just uh, forgotten about could it. Could be. But uh, it sure seemed like I'd heard it the first time when you told me today because I was uh, pleasantly, pleasantly yeah. surprised. Well, you shouldn't that. be. It's a big deal. It, it, well, clearly. It, 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 I don't think you nor I really understood the gravity of that competition. No. One. I still, truthfully, I still don't. But one, we didn't know it before we got there, and two, we didn't know it. How, I mean, obviously, our, our respect for the competition grew after taking part in it. But then, oh, yeah, after I won, after now, there's you no won. Better, now it's I've won. There's no bigger competition in the state of Iowa. State wrestling, get out. State basketball, no thanks. Cow chip going, the biggest and the best, and I'm the winner. So, um, if you think you can dethrone me, you can come out in, in August. But I don't think you're gonna. Are you at all concerned that you've peaked? <laughs> no, I peaked in high school. <laughs> I've long since. I've long yeah, since man, peaked. that was that. That's long gone. Uh, no, I do. I do think I could throw it further, but those dang trees are in the way. I gotta. I'm gonna think of something this year. I don't know. New strategy, kinda. I'm gonna try to go over the trees. I don't know. We're gonna figure it out. And the wheels of, of content are turning. I know in your mind as well. We're not They're gonna always we're not, turning. I know they but, are. Yeah. But for specifically for next next fair cast uh, and the hopefully taking well, you have to take part in the cow chip throwing competition again. There's it's not an option. Yeah. You no, have to yeah. defend your title. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. But how we're going to, to really spruce that up for next year? We'll get to that. Um, Make t-shirts. We'll get, now there's an idea. <laughs> Um, you're full of them. Um, yeah, segment one, episode 28, 29, whatever it is. Uh, Joey, let's get to our Explore Minnesota read while we're at it. Yeah. Presented by Explore Minnesota. Can't forget about our friends up north. In Minnesota, well, they leave the hibernation to the Bears. Let this season be the time to try a new winter sport or attend an outdoor festival. Get ideas through Explore Minnesota's free travel newsletters and weekly emails. Visit exploreminnesota.com for more. Winter's not going to last that much longer. I don't know if you saw Puxatawney Phil. Uh, what, do you see a shadow or not see it? Either way, spring is coming. Let's it's see, coming what is sooner. it? When he, when he sees when he, the shadow, it's winter's longer, isn't it? When he doesn't see it? I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. Whatever it One was. of those things is shadows and groundhogs. The yeah, other is time zones. None of it makes sense. Yeah, time zones. Nice, 
plug there. Let's get to that story because we haven't told it on the podcast yet. No. So it's not a proud moment. We shouldn't. No. We shouldn't be flaunting this. But yeah, it's not a good look for either of us. And as much as as I always like to try to throw Joey under the proverbial bus, you're guilty. I'm just as guilty on this one. This was two summers ago. This was not last summer. Yep. Because well, it's been I, both, I was started. I, I was up working for the month in Lisa Rothline's office because she was back in New York. Yep. And so you were just upstairs. I was a, a, I was up from my typical office position down in the locker that's room. That's right. I was in Allie's yeah. office. And you were in, a, and, 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 yeah, and yeah. that's right. And <laughs> so I don't know how I got wrangled into this in the first place. I'll tell you. But you needed a second set of eyes on yep. the schedule release yep. graphic that had October through April. Every day. We have one this year. We'll have one every year that shows all the games and the times and now, the one thing that comes along with making a graphic like that is when the schedule goes out, the times that we see when we get a, an internal email sent to us from the American Hockey League are in the time zones of the appropriate games and where they're being played. Yes. This doesn't do our fans a lot of good. No. We want to put our schedule out in the correct time zone, central time zone, where, of course, most of our fans obviously call home here in the central time zone. So... Joey brings me in on this, and from there I'll let you take the second half of the story. Over. Yeah, the, we get it's basically we get like a it's an Excel sheet, a grid basically, and uh, all the games are local start times. So when we get them, they all say seven o'clock, six o'clock, three o'clock, whatever it may be. Which means we got to figure out when we're playing in California, what is it? And and we've run into the issue where, um, and as we always do with anything. Anything we put out, there's, a, there's always proofs, right? And this one is obviously a big one. So I had you look at it. I think Lisa looked at it. Kyle, Brent, we had a lot of eyes on it, as we always do. Now we have more because of this issue. So <laughs> it started with uh, just the teams that were in California. And it's like, oh, it's 9 o'clock. Uh, or the game's at 9 o'clock. It's like 11 o'clock. It, we were it all was over like the, the place. scene from The Hangover with uh, Alan, and he's got the numbers yeah, going through. Yeah, you had time just, zones. You had it, time zones. Going yeah, it was. It was not good. And then I, I don't know if you, you might have caught that one. And you're like, Nah, no, this is right. If it's, if it's seven o'clock there, I, I don't, it's nine o'clock like here. Numbers. Somebody it probably caught. wasn't me. Anyways, we fixed it. That was the easy one. Now, oh, actually, did we play Tucson last year. This, this was two years ago. Uh, right, yep. but last season. Did no, we, we did not play them okay, last so, year. So our issue two years ago was just the West Coast teams. Yeah, California teams. The issue now, this coming in this year, was Tucson. But it because, is it is weird. It because is weird Tucson's there. A, Arizona's a weird state, and they don't follow the same rules <laughs> as everybody else. So sometimes they do daylight Someone's savings. Someone's going to come after you for that one. Mainly yeah. Kyle Whedon. Yeah, bring it. He's actually the one who helps. Bring it. He's the one who helps fix it. Yes, yes. Uh, but anyways, we thought this year we were dialed and we had it all figured out. We didn't. Um, we had the wrong times. We thought we're right. We went back and we were looking at. I, I have a, a printout in my desk of time zones and what's in what time zone. It doesn't <laughs> help me because Arizona's is like a weird color still, and it's just none of it made sense either way. We had it wrong for about two months into the season. I don't think it was until like late November somebody's like, I think, might have been Lisa, she's like, I think you guys have it wrong. So what I did was I went and looked at Tucson's website and was like, all right, what time is it there? What time is it here right now? 
knowing that they don't go back. I still now that I'm talking about it, I don't. I still don't know. I think we ended up getting it. Those games have passed, <laughs> so I think we got long it right. gone. Yeah. yeah, it was. It would have been. I think we got it right. It was the games. I don't know. I'm confused thinking about it. You've confused yourself more just rehashing yeah. this story. All I know is that time zones are not kind to me, and you were no help either. No, so. well, you left out the part of the story where Allie Kornick, then Allie Brown, this is prior to when she yeah. she got married, yeah. she comes back to the office and sees the proof and, and is with us and just says, what's wrong with you bozos? Like, yeah. how did you guys oh, get yeah. this wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bad. I'm sure I saw the email somewhere. I don't know if we'll be able to yeah. find it on my phone. Just but like, she was like, what this are you guys is, talking about? Like, this is incorrect. <laughs> and we were like, oh, we thought we had it nailed down. No, it's okay. Take time off. We're, we're fine. Uh, uh, all is well here. Yeah. Joey, and, Joey and Ben have yeah, it no. taken care of. Don't we worry. Didn't, we no, didn't. not true at all. It was not, uh, yeah, not pretty. So That was a fun memory, actually. Yeah, we were very wrong. Time zones. Yeah, Tough. time zones. Uh, speaking of Tucson, some hockey talk, despite... Our segues today are just yeah, really strong. We're good, um, not as good as my segue in episode 28 with Mason Shaw, though. That I pointed out to you where I said, "Watch me get back to the bus." Question. Remember uh, that one? Yeah, that was pretty that solid. Was, that was alright. But speaking of Tucson, and speaking of the Iowa Wild getting back on the win train, they have currently a three-game winning streak going into this weekend's trip to Texas. Maybe playing Texas at a good time. The Stars, after snapping a skid against Iowa back at the end of January, they haven't really started rolling again like they were earlier in the season. They've actually not only fallen out of first place, but second, and now they're into third place. So yeah. this team is a little more catchable now than they once felt early in the year. Iowa easily, easily their best weekend of the season. And this wasn't a weekend where they were stacking up against a lower tiered Pacific team. This was a Pacific team in a division that has given not only Iowa fits, but the entire Central Division yeah. fits. Yep. Milwaukee's the only team that has a winning record against the Pacific Division this season, and that's because Milwaukee, I think it's 13 in a row they've won 14. now. Four, they, they won again Saturday. 14, 14 in a row. But an incredibly difficult division, and Tucson came into the weekend leading that division. And Iowa sweeps away the Roadrunners. Yes, they gave up a point on Saturday, but you don't mind giving up points to the Pacific Division. It was an incredible weekend of hockey, and it <laughs> I was joking at home when I got back with my wife. It said it almost felt like they just put out an entirely new roster of players with the yeah. difference in what it looked like Friday yeah. in Henderson, yep. even to Saturday where it was obviously much better. They won that game 3-2. Yeah. But the question that I had coming into the weekend was that a part of just a blip? Was that a peak? Was that all? Oh, we had a meeting, we closed the doors, we rallied, we came back, and we answered the bell. But now we're going to dunk back down to where we were. Yeah. And that question still remains in my head a little bit, but certainly they've proven they can add consistency to their game now and to do it against very good opponents, not only in Henderson, but specifically this weekend against Tucson. I think you talk about, everybody talks about, right? The All-Star break is such a reset for guys. Uh, and it can reset you in one of two ways. It's either you come back and you're just refreshed, reset, ready to go, or you come back and you'd be like, it's, it was a bit of a break, it's gonna take some time to get back into the swing of things. I think the closed door meeting that they had obviously helped. Uh, it's, I saw Adam Beckman's quotes in the Athletic article talking about Mason Shaw and how vocal he was in that meeting. Um, I've talked to a couple other guys about, you know, you know, 
about what was said and all that kind of stuff. You know, and obviously I'm not gonna repeat some of that stuff, but you know, it's it was a very like eye-opening moment I think for everybody. A real you know look in the mirror is like we're we are better than this. We should be better than this. Let's clean it up. And right now they're playing. I don't think they played a better stretch of hockey this no, season outside of these three games. And the two this past weekend against Tucson in particular, it does look like a completely different team. And I, there's a lot of factors to it. One of the biggest, it's just, there's just a new, it seems like there's a, a new sense of energy and, and jump to them. And I'll tell you what, one guy who's really stood out to me a lot, obviously since coming back, the difference Adam Rasko makes in the lineup is huge. From an energy standpoint, he provides something that it's a the style of game, the energy standpoint provides something that not many other guys in the roster could do. It's it's kind of like what what Kale Kessie does a little bit more speed, a little bit more finesse, but like he's an agitator. I was watching the the game on Saturday, and all he's doing is just bothering people, just being a pest, and it worked. You got under everybody's skin, and when you got someone like that running around providing that energy provides a spark and gets other guys going and it clearly worked. I mean, Sammy Walker's picking up picking up steam and it, we know he's kind of a, can be a streaky guy. Adam Beckman obviously picking up as well and he's been rewarded for that with his recall. So I think they're starting to come together. I think it's pretty clear Jesper is gonna kind of hopefully carry the workload here down the line. Um, and he's playing great right now too and he's, he's gonna win you games, obviously. So uh, it's exciting. We had two great nights and to beat a team like that, the same thing happened last year, right? Late January, we, we knocked off Coachella, who was reeling when they were here, and that turned into quite the run for us. So mm -hmm. hopefully it's the start of something special. I mean, as it stands today, this very moment, we're tied for fifth, which is a playoff spot, but not far out from making a couple more jumps, right? You win two games in Texas this weekend, you start catapulting yourself, and, and the whole everybody's mindset, I think, changes with that. This team, when playing the way that we know they can play, is not a team anybody should want to play. No. It's a very difficult team to play against, and we're, it feels like we're starting to see that and, and hopefully continues to run here. And at the end of the day, they have the one thing that you need to win, and that's and that's Jesper Volstead, yeah. a, a goalie that can single-handedly change a game. He can do it. He has done it. And the nice thing, like I said last weekend, he didn't have to do it last weekend. He yeah. did it on some, on some small sample sizes, yeah. but there was nothing stolen about that game. And as good as Iowa's playing right now, they're going to need Jesper to steal a few down the stretch, and I bet you he will. Yeah. And it, it, we're not crowning this team by any stretch of the imagination. There's still a lot of hockey left that they need to play. There's Carter. a nice spare Carter Zare. But yeah. what we saw, not only from a period, three periods, six periods, segment that's what's exciting about it was they didn't take a period off and they've had some calamity periods they've taken off from the middle of December into January that stretch of games where they they, they won three games in a month and a half yeah there actually was some pretty good hockey over that stretch it was these period breaks where four goals would go in yeah. or these 10 minute stretches where three goals would go in and just by that, when that happens at this it's level, you're not you going to climb back yeah, from it. Yeah, no, and the consistency that they played with this weekend was extremely exciting. It was extremely promising. And now 
you keep asking the same question. How long can you stretch that out? And if that consistency sputters, can Jesper get you through that stretch? If Zane comes back in for a game or two here, here, can he get you through those stretches where you're not at your best? It's going to happen, but Iowa certainly made, I think, a few believers out of some people this weekend that maybe were wondering where this team was heading. It, it was a pivotal weekend. I told yeah, you beforehand, it was, it was, it was like, this, is, this feels like these next few games, this six-game stretch, Henderson, Tucson, Texas. If you can get, I, th I thought three of six would be you keep the, the boat afloat. Now you're looking at it like maybe we get five of six, yeah. right? Yeah. Or maybe, if, it'd be hard to say in Texas, but four of six coming out of that stretch, you, you're dancing your yeah. way into the end of the month. Texas so. is tough. Texas is just always a team that yeah. seems to have our number, but just give us fits. And, you know, I feel like at times with Matt Murray, he, he can be a tough guy to beat. Um, but, yeah, you know. At times? I mean, like almost every time they've ever played Matt Murray for the yeah, most part? Except for last time they played him. I think they, they did well against him. Do we have to switch? You want to be in the TikTok? No, you're going to be in the TikTok. I'm going to be in the TikTok? Yeah. Answering the question. Very hard question. Okay, I'm, so now this is – Dual content. It's like We're live, on the podcast. live podcast and TikTok, and I'll narrate what's happening. Ben's okay. gonna be. We got a mini microphone on a mini hand. So for those who didn't hear, it was a hundred rat-sized Brendan Millers, or one Brendan Miller-sized rat. Well, I'd rather fight. Like I'd rather fight baby. both of those two scenarios than fight Brendan Miller himself. I can say that much. Yeah, he's kind of nuts. We should bring him on. Yeah, we should. You're right, and he had a big weekend too. I'm gonna go with one Brendan Miller-sized rat. I, I think. At least I can keep my eyes fixated on one thing then, yeah. but a hundred of them. And I mean, he's scrappy. He's he's a hundred little scrappy Brendan Miller rats. That would be hard to handle. I'm gonna take the big one. Is that a good enough answer, Jess? Against Brendan Miller, no. Against the Rat, I'll t I, I like my odds. I can be pretty scrappy too. Yeah. Check 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 me oh, out. I on, have to answer. Check me out on hockey fights. Check out my hockey fights. <laughs> there's oh, there's God, one yeah. KO in there, and uh, I was KO. I think. Oh, rats are kind of gross. I don't want to see a Brendan Miller size rat. So, I'm probably gonna say. 100 rat-sized Brendan Millers. Hey, we're talking like this. Are we talking like New York sewer rats or like regular rats? I'm going to go regular rats. Give me the 100. And, yeah, that's my plan. Hopefully that works. Oh. <laughs> What's the strategy oh. to fighting them? Uh, good follow-up question. I So stomp is what came to mind immediately, but I don't think I could do that to something the size of a rat that – gives me the creeps uh, I think just kick just keep kicking and hope for the best I'll take what, the big one, climb one That's what I'm oh. wouldn't you rather the one big one I don't know this is a long yeah. answer for a TikTok but <laughs> yeah yeah just cut it down what's TikTok yeah, yeah what's TikTok <laughs> so we asked another question at some point I think we gotta shuffle the guys here which I think they just went to ask Jeff but yeah and when you do, we can try to bring people in. But um, the, they did a walk-by video today, and the question was, how, how many seagulls do you need to see before you start, like, getting concerned? 
And <laughs> That's great. I said like 15, maybe 20. Like how many seagulls you look at and you go, huh? What's happening over there? I don't think 20 is an, an inordinate amount of You don't seagulls. think so? No. If you walked outside right now and saw 20 seagulls, you'd In be Des Moines, like, Iowa, yes, Joe, I'd have an issue with it. But if I'm in San Diego and I see 20 seagulls... I guess it depends where you are. Yeah. If I see, a, I mean, if I see a lone we're seagull in, in downtown Des Moines, I'm, I'm like, why? what's happening so, here? So one? Well, in De downtown Des Moines, I've never seen a seagull. That's fair. That's the closest true. thing I've seen to a seagull is a, is a San Diego gull hockey player in downtown Des Moines. That's true. But if I'm in San Diego and I, a place known for gulls, fifty? Yeah, I was thinking fifty. Fifty. You kind of be like, what's going on? Yeah. Why are there so many? Like, yeah. Did someone drop a, a sandwich? Yeah. Or? Yeah. 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 That's fair. It's a great way to end our first segment. We'll get some guests <laughs> on here. Marquise was like, we'll let people stew on that Marquise for a while. Was like, he was like, yeah. What if someone was like, ah, seventeen, like. I think one of the players actually said 17. He's like, oh, 16 is fine. But the minute you no, see 17, 17, you're like, I'm whoa, out. whoa. Spumoni, I'm out. What's happening here? I'm out. Yeah. Okay. Segment one is done. Let's get some guests on here now. Right, I think well, we got to rotate the players. I so. think that's your job. Yeah. Uh, we'll hit pause for now. We're back with more. Don't move. Ride the bus continues. All right. We're back for period two. I'm very excited for what's coming up in this segment for a couple reasons. One. I don't know if you saw this, that big ice cream sundae. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, I ordered it. They said, <laughs> I said, oh, I, I could do that, right? And they said, well, it feeds four to six people. I said, give it to me. And they said, no cheating. We want to see how much you can have. So um, I'm excited to have that come this way. But our first guest today has been begging, I don't know if it's the right term, but practically begging to come on the podcast been binging old episodes doing research wanted to be here We're finally able to make it happen bring him on the podcast five year season ticket holder ben brotherson welcome thank you very much to the ride on the bus podcast thank you very much i actually you know um, in high school was on radio so you know being able to get kind of back on a podcast or you know on the airwaves you know it's, it's a great feeling well i remember you telling me that uh, one of the times we chatted and there's a reason we don't just let anybody on, on this podcast, right? So I knew that you'd be able to come on here and deliver the same type of communication, the same type of conversation that we're looking for. So, Ben, this is great to have you with this us. This is a big deal. This first, is a big deal. First, like, non-hockey ops player-related guest we've ever had, right? I'm trying to think. Well, That's not staff. You know what I mean? Well, the Faircast. But um, but I, I would call Ben a featured guest, right? Yeah. Like oh, for sure. Faircast, there's nothing featured about no, no. those people that come on with we all the respect ben, to them. We sought Ben out We sought Ben out. Um, yeah. So, Ben, you, you on the way over, you, you said you've been dreaming about this. You've wanted to come on. <laughs> how did you? How are you hoping this will go? You know, just uh, being able to share my passion, you know, uh, of the game, um, being able to share just some stories about my kids because one of the best things is we got into uh, hockey because of my uncle. Um, he was an off-ice official, which, you know, family nah, you thing, do. I'm an yeah. off-ice official. Mm -hmm. um, and he gave me a ticket and says, would your girls be interested? And I said, probably not. We've never been. First game, we're season ticket holders right after that. <laughs> Love it. So that was actually After one game. That's after awesome. one game. They looked at it, and they were like, Dad, this is amazing because something's always happening. Like, they saw the T-shirts. You know, they just saw the Zamboni. They were like, I want to write that. So this is we got to cut this sound bite and use it for like, why should you be? Why should you join Wild Three Six Five? Boom! Ask yeah, Ben right here. He'll tell you. Ask Ben. He'll tell you. You know every perk that you get with you know the the VIP alone, 
is well worth the price. I mean, it's not even just experiencing, you know, the games, seeing all the players, meeting the players, but it's just being able to create all those memories, you know, with family. Because that's what I think you guys create, is that experience. Even if it's a one game that someone comes to, if a t if, you know, usually if we, my kids get a t-shirt, they see another and go, here you go, and they look at, her, look at my kids and go, well, why'd you give this to me? Like, because I want you to have it. So I, my kids are learning that, you know, they can always have all this stuff, but it's nice to give a little bit away. You use the word family, and you're talking about your actual blood family, but the one thing I hear from any Wild 365 member I talk to is not only their immediate families that get to be a part of wild hockey and be a part of the wild fraternity, but you really become a tight-knit group with people that aren't your blood family. Isn't that true? That is, you know, 100% correct, man. Um, I've met so many, you know, friends, um, and just being able to kind of be, you know, a little bit of a voice for some of the, like, newer people that are like, hey, you know, we've noticed that, you know, they kind of do it this way, but is there any way you can maybe talk to someone about, you know, well, maybe if they did this? And I was like, absolutely. So I'm kind of, I feel like I'm a little bit of an ambassador <laughs> because I kind of take the little brunt of, I'll take out the scary moment of going to the staff or going, you know, anyone higher up. And it's like, you know, it kind of puts them at ease saying, oh, well, someone will speak for me. So it, it's kind of, you know, been a joy just to kind of engross myself into kind of like a mini staff for you guys. Well, we like that. That's what we hope, like, we hope all of our season ticket holders become like that, right? Because, yeah, it's our job to grow the game and, and I'm marketing it and Ben's on the radio and you're trying to promote it to as many people as possible. But, like, having season ticket holders you guys are an extension of our marketing and, and us growing the game like you guys talking about how great the experience is and how much fun you're having and giving a t-shirt to someone who maybe maybe they've never been to a game yeah. before like that's all creating an experience that gets people excited and wants them to keep coming back so you guys play a huge part in that so yeah. thank you for for doing that absolutely and what you know one thing i love you know especially with you know, marketing with joey is like you know i'm always in something wild um i've had a lot of people see you know the, the 10th year anniversary hats and they go, where can I get that? I'm like, well, you can't. <laughs> but, you know, you can There's go to lots of other game. cool stuff. Exactly. You can go to Wild Game, and you know what? Hey, if you go on this night, you could get a hat. Hey, you know, Crash's birthday's coming up. Bring your kid. And they're like, for what? And I'm like, they'll get a jersey if you're one of the first, you know, 1,500. And they're like, my kid would love that. Yeah. So, no, just be able to be out in the community and saying, hey, go here because you're going to have a lot of fun. Ben, I'm not a parent. I hope to be someday. You are. I am been told that as a mother, as a father, as a unit, you are always searching for things that are going to keep your kids interested in hanging out with you. Why is the Eye of a Wild that for the Brotherson clan? It's, it's for our family because being able to see my kids' eyes light up when they get to shake hands with a player. You know, when they actually get to get a signature, they have to, they get some kind of memorabilia to hang on to. You know, for me, that's it. And they just love kind of being engrossed with you guys. I mean, you know, the four games, I'll bring them up with me if I'm, you know, working that night. And they get to see, you know, Ben Gisselson. They're like, hey, he does a broadcast. Or, you know, they see Joey. I mean, they see all the staff and they go, this is like my second family. And I know any person that's in that arena, if they see my kids and something's not right, hey, I know whose kid this is, and they're going to grab. So that's what really makes me love being there and being engrossed in the wild is you guys have kind of embraced us as part of your family. Well, that's humbling, Ben, and uh, we'd echo the same sentiments. It's, it's always a treat to get to see you and, and to get to see so many of our fans that are around. And um, certainly, like I said, humbled to 
to be included and humbled to be a part of such a, a, a joyous part of your life, it feels yeah. like. And um, I, I have to share one story, Ben. One of, my, one of my first stories with you, I'll never forget this. Uh, it was the first time I've ever had somebody cheer for my name in my life. And we were walking out to get out. It was a home and home with Chicago two years ago. I was very new in the position. Uh, Tim Army was the head coach, and the Wild had just gotten drubbed by the Chicago Wolves. And you and your family, God bless you, were sitting out by the bus, and you were you were driving the, the positivity, and you were cheering, and you were hooting and hollering. In Chicago? No, on the way out of uh, Wells Fargo Arena gotcha. to go to Chicago. And Tim Army was about to walk out right behind me, and I walk out, and Ben's going, it's the voice of the Wild, Ben Gislason. And I'm like, this is so cool, but I'm like, if Tim Army hears this, he's going to be like, he, he wouldn't get mad at you. He'd get mad at He would have gotten mad at me. And I remember I was like, I'm like Ben, like, shh. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'm like, this is so nice, and I'm so sorry that I have to tell you to be quiet, but please, please don't get me in trouble. I'll never forget oh. that moment. One, because it was really cool because you were out there cheering, but two, because I had to shush you because I didn't want to get in trouble with the, the commander-in-chief at the time. Yeah. I'll never forget that story, Ben, because you, 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 I, I like to think that what I do is bring joy. You do the same thing. You really do that when you're yeah. around the rink, and I think that's really cool. Well, thank you for that. But, you know, the one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is, you know, having the off-ice officials, they're people in the background. You, I mean, you're out there, but you're also in the background. You're kind of, like, commentating the whole time, but people don't really get to see you. But let me also just say this. The games can happen without me. Mm -hmm. The games can happen without off-ice officials. Absolutely, yeah. They, they, they can't. You guys Look are much this. more integral than me. Look at this. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this thing is huge. Joey, that's bigger than your head. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I wish we were on video. <laughs> Get that out on the <laughs> X sphere. Yeah, here. that's wow. Well, all right, we're talking about memories, so I got a question for you. I got two questions for you. One, what's your favorite memory of the season so far this this year? And a little ride in the bus, what's been your favorite episode so far? Or well, moment of an yeah, episode. Thing that we've done. So I'm going to eat the ice cream. My favorite moment uh, for listening to the ride in the bus has to be shaky, hands down. Uh, reason being, he has been the nicest person to my kids. Um, you know, he's always there talking to them and just saying, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, we've kind of developed a, kind of a personal relationship with them. And just, you know, we, my kids know not every time they may not get a stick, they may not get something from Shaky, but when he does get them, like, something, he looks at them and goes, here you go. And they just look at him like, well, thank you. And, and it just warms my heart because, you know, you look at the equipment manager and go, okay, so he takes care of the guys, but also his job is to, interact with the fans because you know when the guys do come to, through the tunnel he's like hey yeah you can give away a stick hey you can give away a stick hey give away a puck you know that's what keeps kids coming shaky's great he always goes above and beyond like yeah he does yes he's great and it's you know it's the whatever the guy is he comes first but he really does understand like the fan aspect of it yeah. it's important yeah to keep you know creating those memories it's a yeah well and not so, everybody has that so that's nice and so for memories from this season this is for my daughter, Emma. She's, when she listens to this podcast, she's going to say, Dad, why did you say my name? 
Um, but it's got to be every Adam Beckman goal or every Adam Beckman <laughs> that moment. Smile. Because it, that's, that and smile. That's exactly what I was going to say is, you know, every time you hear Ben broadcasting, it's, it's the Adam Beckman smile. <laughs> and, you know, shout out to Adam Beckman, great guy. I mean, he's just kind of taking my kids kind of like, you guys are really cool. Yeah, I he's mean, a wonderful he, person. He even called us his buddies, and I went, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he just melted. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're definitely our family favorite. Well, Ben, you're one of our favorites. Uh, this has been a real treat to have you on and uh, to put you into the archives of riding the bus history. And, and I'm going to cherish this forever. Well, good. And, and oh, I know. And seriously, thank you for listening. And Absolutely. thanks for being such a fan of not only the show, but, of course, the team and for being a part of our family. Thank you very much. That's good been, luck the rest of the yeah, way. good luck. We'll see how it goes. Let's hit play on uh, period three. Look, might have an overtime segment in this show. Uh, ben Gislason, Joey Goldstein riding the bus. And for the first time on our show, Brandon Miller is with us. Millsy, you're looking at that Sunday that Joey Goldstein has right now. You haven't looked away from it since you've gotten over here. I, I just want to know what's in it, honestly. Spare, oh, sorry, it's the share time Sunday. It's supposed but to be. But he's not sharing it. There's, he has one spoon. They told me how many people it was supposed to be for, but they were like, yeah, I don't think you can finish it by yourself. And I felt like they were challenging me. That so I, sounds at that like a point, it's like you, just, like, you know, if a guy, you can't not turn sounds it down. Like a challenge. Anyways, a massive sundae packed with vanilla ice cream, warm pretzel, waffle, and brownie pieces, mini marshmallows, Oreo cookies, and more. There's whipped cream, there's sprinkles, there's chocolate syrup. I think there's caramel in it. Probably gonna die. It looks like a belly ache waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, I'll let someone else dive in, but I'm gonna see how far I can get. Anyways, welcome. That. Yeah, welcome, uh, Brendan. First and foremost, when I came over to grab you, I felt bad pulling you away from your team because you snapped one right down the middle for a strike. You look like a guy that'd be a good bowler. Um, yeah, I don't have much touch in the bowling alley to be honest with you, Benny. That was my first strike of the day. It's perfect timing. Uh, <laughs> Huntsy's carrying us over there in the team aspect. I'm not much of a bowler. I, didn't, I don't even know if we had a bowling alley in my hometown growing up. Brandon, you're a guy that I can't help but smile when I talk to you. I can't help but smile when I watch you play the game of hockey because I'm not sure I've broadcasted for a more emotional hockey player in my life. And when I played, I had a little bit of emotion, not what you had, but you love the game I don't know if I'd say more than most on this team. Maybe I would say that. You really just love hockey to death, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it's been a passion since day one. I've always wanted to be a hockey player. I mean, when I was a kid, I always wanted to have the rollerblades on, shooting in the driveway. Game seven, you know, I always wanted to be that guy. And, I mean, it kind of rolls over into the way I play. I'm really passionate about every game, whether it's regular season or preseason, I want to win. And, I mean, it's kind of the guy I am, person I am, a passionate person, and I love the game of hockey more than anything. And you know how to use your words as well on the ice. One thing I love about you is there's no one that ever gets a, a last word in on Brendan Miller. I know a lot of the verbal taunts you use you probably can't share with us on our PG-rated podcast, but are there any good lines that either you've used or heard that stand out to you in, in all your years of playing pro hockey? Oh, God. There's so many. I don't know how many PG. I, I try to keep a PG. No, yeah, I'm sure you do. I don't know how many PG comments I have, but 
Mason Shaw is pretty witty with some of the things he has to say for guys. Guys that call him small, and he'll come back and go, imagine I had your size, how good I'd be. Things like that. Just kind of, you go at a guy about how small he is, and then tells you how good he is. Kind of a slap back in your face. Turns it right back yeah, on you. There's, yeah. you can't, there's no comeback to that, because what do you say? How good would he be if he was my size, <laughs> right? Just skate off the ice <laughs> yeah. and say, oh, hey, got yeah. there. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joey, how's the Sunday? It's good. It's good. Uh, so this is, so you've had a couple since prior to this season being here in Iowa. This is your first, like, real full season here. So yeah. I mean, how's it, how's it been? Is it nice having, like, that stability where it's like, you know, you're here and it's not kind of the in and out piece? Yeah, for sure. It's nice. Coming into this year, I kind of knew I'd have a bit of stability and a play a team for a full year. Kind of, if you look at my hockey DB early prospects, I've kind of been a guy who's played for a couple teams every year, up and down, different teams. So, kind of nice to set a foundation here, and we got a good group of young guys that I can kind of help become pros and teach them the way. And I mean, it's been really good so far this year. I've enjoyed my year, and it's a great group of guys. So. Yeah, it's been awesome. You're frequently in charge of keeping the youngsters in line. You're usually the first one to chime in if someone forgot to help clean up the bus or if there's a gitch bag lying around, cough, cough, Damon Hunt. Uh, Every day. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the things that you really take pride in making sure that you keep the young guys in line? Because at one point you were the young guy being kept in line by the older crew. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's just the little things like cleaning up after yourself, making sure your stall's clean every day. I mean, that shouldn't be shaky or the equipment guy's job. That's your job. And I make sure the young guys know that. Uh, little things like letting the older guys eat first, because I remember my first couple of years, you're always at the back of the line waiting. So just the little things you let the little guy, the young guys know, because I know when they're my age, they're going to be doing the same thing to the young guys. So just little things that keep it light, but get on them but not too hard you know it's nothing personal just get on them to know that they're part of this team and that they're involved with the older guys and they're not just young guys that they can have make jokes with us and they can come at me and make jokes like I love it when Lambos makes a joke to me or whatever he comes back at me I love that and I love when the young guys feel like they can come at the old guys and it's all just one team because when I was a young guy I felt like there was times where you know we couldn't speak up or you're scared to make that joke because the older guys were kind of, I feel like this group we have, it's just jokes all around. doesn't matter if you're a rookie, you're 30 years old, you've been around for 10 years, just kind of everyone giving each other jabs, and that's kind of the bond we have around here. One of my favorite moments with you this year and Carson Lambos was at the team holiday party. And we're not going to spoil anything, but uh, Santa Claus had reached out and had requested Carson Lambos fill in for him uh, during the team holiday yep. party. So he was dressed up as Santa for that party. Lots of kids were in there. And at the end of the party, he's waving Merry Christmas to all, Merry Christmas to all. And he said, Merry Christmas to all except you, to me. Because, <laughs> of course, the whole time I was giving him a hard time, just like he deserves. Got to give him a hard time. You can't have it easy. I mean, was he just not doing a good job as Santa? No, he did a good job. He did a really, he did a really good, good job, job yeah. actually. It doesn't matter. It doesn't no, matter, though, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. He's oh, the, I will never forget that. Merry Christmas to all, except you. And he played right at Brendan Miller. All the kids was, loved yeah. it. All the kids were coming up to me. Why doesn't Santa like you? Oh, that's good. That's, I love that. That's why I feel like this year we got a young group of guys who aren't scared to come out of their shell, and that's awesome. Do we got anything else? Or should we let him get back to uh, going for that turkey? It'd be a, a delayed turkey because he'd have to pull two more, and it's been a few minutes since he's been over there. But anything else for Mr. Miller? 
Well, yeah, we every time we bring people on, we got to ask uh, oh, for yes, a bus story. Call. So give us, uh, I mean, it's the Ride of the Bus podcast. The whole point is to bring guys on, have it feel like we're sitting on a long road trip, just talking stories. So okay. do you have a good bus story that you could share with us and share with the listeners? From this year? Any, any year. year. It could be from any, <laughs> whenever. Oh, I've played a long, long time <laughs> in the coast, so... Oh, I remember one year we were in uh, we were in Greenville, South Carolina, I believe, and our we had the trailer on the back of our sleeper bus, and I don't know what our bus driver was thinking. He thought he could pull a U-turn on a two-lane road. Oh God! And we had the the trailer pitchforked across the high across the road, and can you imagine 15 guys trying to push this thing out for like an hour? <laughs> so that doesn't work. We ended up Ubering like 45 minutes. All the guys getting separate Ubers to the hotel. Get in at like. 2 2.30 a.m. for a 2 p.m. game the next day in Greenville. Just crazy. There's a bunch of crazy stories like that in the coast where your bus breaks down because you're on it so often. But, I mean, nothing too crazy like anything catching on fire or anything like that. So that hap- been, I've heard stories that, hap- that happened to the guys in uh, Coralville yeah, a couple weeks back. The Heartlanders had a, I heard the Heartlanders had a tough one like a month ago. The bus went down and they got stuck in a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Down in Oklahoma, I believe yeah. it was. Now, the reason I love Brendan Miller is when the high draft picks are complaining about something, Brendan Miller is my hes my number two when it comes to something on team <laughs> services that isn't the way the young guys want it. Brendan Miller gets him in line real quick. He says, trust me, guys, it could get a lot yeah. worse. It's not all sunshine <laughs> and rainbows, boys. you got to go through some heartache before you get the private planes and the steak and caviar. Nelsie, <laughs> you're the man. Thanks for this, pal. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. It's awesome. We promised overtime and we're headed there. And good news for Joey Goldstein. This is our final segment because, Joey, before we introduce our next guest, uh, how are you feeling, Val? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling is not the word. I, uh, I just, discomfort. It's a, Brendan Miller was right. What was, that was awful. That was terrible. Alec Lesnar with the worst shot of the night. Um, <laughs> God, that was atrocious. Anyways, yeah, Brendan Miller was right. He said it looks like a stomach ache waiting to happen, and that's what I've got. Here I am. It wasn't that long ago you put it down, so it's a pretty instantaneous gut rot you have going. It, I don't even know. It's, it's just odd ice cream and chocolate and stuff. It's brownies whatever. and sprinkles and whipped <laughs> yeah. cream and caramel. And anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, let's bring in Allie Hartman, uh, manager of partnership success, account manager, technology. account manager. How about that? Got the Rolodex in your face. The, Rola, the Rolodex of, of titles. Uh, for, and really, I always look think about you as when you and I really came in together to the Eye of a Wild organization, both in different roles mm-hmm. at the time, have since uh, graduated on to bigger and better things. But, um, Allie, it's great to have you with us. And I think Joey has the opening question yeah. of the podcast oh, for you. First question. You know so many people. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know so many people. Everywhere we go, Allie's like, oh, I know this person. I went to college with this person. This person's from Storm Lake. This person's from here. I know this person. You know everybody. Mm, I would like to pro- – my parents know a lot of people. And I don't know. John, my boss, always says, you would think Storm Lake and BV were like Chicago and <laughs> Iowa State. And yeah. I was like, 
I don't know, I guess I just make good connections somehow, but yeah, I really do. Or it's like, I think it's more like a faces thing. Like I recognize people, I'm like, oh yeah, I know them. But then they'll be like, oh hey Allie, how are you? I'm like, oh yeah, hey, how are you? Well, I've heard that one <laughs> plenty of times. You're like, I know that person from somewhere and I just don't know where. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it seems it's like kind of a bad habit, but. Well, and I would add probably a, a bubbly personality helps that too, right? It, it's hard to not like Allie Hartman when you're around you. Um, you're also someone that, especially for someone that, again, has only been here as long as I have. This is my fourth. Boy, you're really hurting over there right now. Yeah, it's, it's starting to set in more <laughs> and more as this the is going on. The fact that along. we don't have this as a video. <laughs> video is so sad. A video, not only because the backdrop is as, as great as it's been with, yeah. with uh, the bowling, and but you struggling so mightily right now. But, Allie, as I was saying, you came in the same time I did. Uh, during the 20, 2021 season, which really was only the 2021 season due to, to COVID-19. But when it comes to knowing where bodies are buried, when it comes <laughs> to knowing what keys open what doors, mainly because of the office coordinator role, but you are a, a jack of so many different traits. What don't you know about the Iowa Wild organization? What couldn't you do if you were thrown into a situation? Because I feel like you've been thrown into a lot of different scenarios. Are there any funny scenarios that you've been thrown into on a whim to help out where you kind of looked around and went, why am I here? Like, how did I wind up in this spot? This podcast? Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally, Joey just goes, you want to be on the podcast? I said, sure, I guess. Um, I guess it's not really like a bad situation or like a weird one, but... When I was the office coordinator, I was hourly, and we had like a Wednesday game. And Allie's like, why don't you just like, you can either go home or you can just watch the game if you want. And I was like, oh, okay, sure, sounds good. And then our coordinator of marketing, email marketing, who was also helping with our social media was sick. So Joey's like, hey, you uh, wanna do social for the game? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I don't remember this story. It was like early, because I mean, I still was not. Yeah, yeah but it was fun. I mean, something different. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have any weird situations. Something I wouldn't be able to do or know where to go: the catwalk. Never been up there. Kind of afraid of heights. I would never go up on the catwalk. Never. It freaks me out. Bad. I'm with you. I'll take you guys up there one day. <laughs> I won't come. I would. We were talking about it when you guys can go have fun on the catwalk. <laughs> I'm not going up there. When Jeff was Jeff Peterson repelled, I was down on the ice, and then Jeff, our Zamboni driver, was like, "Hey, you should do it." I was like, "Well, if I wasn't wearing these shoes, I probably would have and had a little bit more of a heads up." And Joey's like, "Nope, I'm not doing it." I said, "Maybe next year." I have no problem being the catwalk, going over the edge to. Re no, I'm good. I'm all set. I, I think it's the the initial though, like you get over it, and then you're like, okay, well, you have to do it now, now or never. So, I think it'd be fun. One thing about Allie, <laughs> I don't know. She's not afraid to just jump in and help out, whether she's working, or we're just, you know, we go to an Iowa Cubs game. The Cubs game gets rained out. The staff says, all right, well, we can't beat the game. Let's go to Johnny's, you know, for a drink or two. We get some food. Allie was working at Johnny's at the time, obviously not working that day, but you wouldn't have known it because who was helping <laughs> bus tables at Johnny's? Just there, just hanging out. None other than Allie Hartman. Just she's like, I gotta clean this up. It's stressing her out. She's just clearing up bottles and cans and cups and plates. Well, we also tried to sit down and there wasn't room because it was dirty and they couldn't do it. So I was like, here, I'll clean up we the We stayed table. at Johnny's for five minutes before <laughs> we were like, like, it was like, if we stay here, Allie's gonna work the entire time. We need to leave. So we left, we left. 
Unbelievable. <laughs> always, always something. Allie, an event like this takes a lot of different hands. Um, it takes a lot of different people that pull a different part of the chain to make sure that something like this comes together. Uh, walk us through. This what, is unbelievable, by the way. I don't yeah, mean to cut is. you off, but. We've got, yeah, currently, we've got Simon Johansson helping a very young wild fan pull down the alley right now. That's Anyways, what it's all about right there, isn't it? I didn't mean to cut your story no, off. No, that, that was worth was, cutting it that off. That was cute as hell. It wasn't going to be a story. It was more or less just going to be what what type of a hand do you play in helping with this event, uh, Pucks and Pins, tonight? Um, this one, surprisingly, I didn't help a lot with. Um, as a corporate department, this is actually Adrian's uh, partner. Adrian's been on. Yep. Yes, she has. On. Yes, she has. Um, so she kind of just got Jeff in contact and then... What we did, I guess, is the rest of the corporate department, department excuse me, reached out for um, auction items. So, but I always like coming to these. They're fun with like the players and families and kids. So I always like seeing how they work out and attending them. Just for a little bit at least, but. Just being in a spot where she could potentially bust a table <laughs> again at a moment's yeah. notice, right? I, I can bring my ice cream back. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they took it away. No, it's still sitting oh, there. Oh no, you want there it is. It's still sitting there. It just looks like soup right now, Ben and I just It's not, it's so. very frozen. I, frozen soup? I get, like, my teeth get sensitive, like, too hot, too cold, too oh. fast. You ever get that? Yeah, oh, yeah, I actually yeah. do, yeah. So. I wasn't going to give you much, like, uh, <laughs> sympathy? support. Though. No, sympathy, I will tell you, though, I like I part of me knew I was going to get the ice cream. I didn't know it was going to be that big. If it was, I mean, we were cru you and me were crushing mozzarella sticks before. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had about five mozzarella I, sticks. I would not have eaten those mozzarella sticks. Mm, to be fair, she did tell you it feeds four to six people. No, no, she did. <laughs> she did. I said this earlier. She said, I was like, I, I, was like, I might get that ice cream thing. She goes, it's pretty big. I go, yeah, but like. <laughs> one person probably have it, right? And she was like, nah, kind of, like I don't know that one person could. It's kind of these four to Look six. Look at what it says. It says an oversized shareable <laughs> okay. treat ben, on ben, the menu. Ben, item. Ben, 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 Marketing. How did you not know it was for more uh, than one person? Marketing. I just looked at the picture. <laughs> Ooh, it looks good. I just looked at the picture, and it looked really good. But when she was like, yeah, I don't think one person could eat it, it felt like a challenge. <laughs> and I had to accept. And I lost. Allie, my final question for you, and then I think Joey might need to go home, um, <laughs> is uh, Women in Sports Night recently, there are an innumerable amount of women on this staff that do an incredible amount of incredible work to make nights like this possible, to make home games possible, to make the entire organization run when you talk about Allie Brown Hornick. So, I mean, it is, it is full of extremely strong and competitive women that make Iowa Wild tick. Mm -hmm. A pretty special night, I'm sure, for you and all the women on staff, and just for the Iowa Wild in general. This past weekend, it was a smashing success. Yeah, I, I mean, the first one we've had, and first event like that that I've ever been a part of, the panel went really well. We had a lot of good outlook on that. Um, people just excited that we were doing something in the Des Moines area, too, I think, which is huge. Um, we had girls from a hockey club at Iowa State that came, um, a rugby team, a roller derby team. Um, but yeah, I think all night it was super cool. Women from the community were included as well, so that was huge, as, I think, as well. But um, yeah, really special to work with. I mean, obviously the women on the staff are amazing and have come from all different backgrounds, so super cool to all mesh our minds together. We only had one just because the season has kind of gotten away from us, but we had started like a little women's 
Iowa Wild Club, where we just did like a lunch and just talked about the night in general and then different things that we can do to try to get more people involved. So the future's bright. I think it, it went well. So I was really excited about it. And then to follow it up with Pink in the Rank was super cool. So It's a great weekend, and you were a big part of it. Allie, thanks for all you do, and thanks for uh, getting wrangled into this <laughs> podcast by Joey. And as always, saying yes, and there's, <laughs> there's, no, uh, there's no request that is too beneath you. You just want to make sure that you help and make sure things run smoothly, and uh, I admire that. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, we are in February, and we are done with episode 28-ish. Can you believe we got two episodes done in February? Well, the other one did it ended up going, like, was it February, the yeah. show episode that went out in oh, February? Yeah. I was on PTO. I was checked yeah. out. I yeah. was checked out. Like last two week, in February. You were on PTO because I put in all the, I, I was know. like, I'll get it up and running. Two did. in February for a month that you hate so much. I know. We were so. And we're already halfway through it. We were it. so responsible. We're already look halfway us. through it. Look, at us, look at us turning around. Uh, a big thank, to, big thank you to Ben Brotherson, to Brendan Miller, to Allie Hartman for uh, joining us today on this bowling cast here from Pucks and Pins over at Spare Time and to Spare Time as well for hosting this wonderful event. Uh, final thoughts, Joey? I love doing this. This is, these are the events that you know, we love to put on. Obviously, it all raises money for a good cause in our Tame the Hunger event. Um, but it's, I think it's a fun event for, it's not like a season ticket holder event, right? This is open for anybody. Any Wild fan could sign up and come to an event like this. The players are here. They're having a good time. Um, you can hear people hooting and hollering in the background and, and a lot of strikes, a couple gutter ball right there. But, you know, that's, that's what it's all about, right? Everybody's got a smile on their face. They're having fun, and it's all for a good cause. So plenty more of this to come. Strike, and I think we end on that. That we do. Also, thanks to Jeremy Korn, Executive Podcast Solutions, uh, for making this listenable for all of you as well. For Joey Goldstein, I am Ben Gislason. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for being a part of our Iowa Wild family. Until our next show, as always, let's call it two strikes for the win. That sounds tonight. So much like baseball. <laughs>